cross, and Dempsey is denied again, and Donovan has scored! Oh, can you believe this? Go, go, USA! Catabel, la vaca, Ama Rodríguez tirando, golazo, taque, 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 gol, gol, vino, 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 gol de Mundial, taque, taque, gol, gol, taque, taque, gol, 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 taque, taque, gol. Oh, Zinedine, oh, Zinedine, pas ça, pas du tout, pas ça, Zinedine. Hello and welcome to Bend It Like Beckett. I am your host, Scott Bedgood, here with my co-host, Brian Fleischer. Brian, the window has closed. It is closed. We've said farewell to Courtois, Stanford Bridge. We've welcomed Kepa. Arritabalaga. You're just showing off now. I've been practicing all day to say <laughs> this man's. Last I can name. tell. I can tell. You've done the, a good job. The most expensive keeper in the world ever is now Kepa, the keeper for Chelsea. It was Alisson, the keeper for Liverpool, for yes. only two weeks, and then now <laughs> he has no pressure because he's the second most expensive keeper ever. <laughs> it's been a pretty interesting transfer window. We'll talk about that real quick, but before we do that. Just remember to stay tuned for Panini America's Corey Hollingsworth, who is going to give us a really interesting behind-the-scenes look at Panini and the things that go on go into making a card set. He'll talk about how they made eminence uh, and mm-hmm. the reaction it got at the National. He'll talk yep. to us about the National itself. Yep. And he'll preview a brand new product that has never come out before. Correct. That has a Whole really new brand. interesting, very soccer-centric name that I thought was really cool. It is. So stay tuned for that. But before we get there, let's break down a little bit of this transfer window talk. Let's do it. All right. So obviously, like you said, the biggest the biggest things were keepers. The they biggest were. deal, besides the, um, you were looking at a list, Mbappe was listed as the biggest transfer i guess that was official in this in this window right it was a loan last year with a guarantee that he'd be bought this summer Mm -hmm. so i don't really count that okay so the biggest one is the biggest one kepa or was it no cristiano ronaldo oh of course 88 and a half million pounds real madrid to juventus of course we talked about that right followed by kepa so then 71.6 was he 23 uh 23 Three, twenty-two, twenty-three. I was just looking at this. I believe very it's young for a keeper. Yes. I, I believe Alisson for Liverpool, who Liverpool bought from Roma for what was the record fee, sixty-five million pounds. Uh, I believe he's twenty-five or twenty-six, so he's maybe a year or two older than Kepa. Um, Kepa from Athletic Bilbao, which mm-hmm. my question is always in relation to Athletic Athletic Bilbao when they sell somebody. What do they do with the money? Because they have a long-standing policy that they will only purchase players of Basque descent. Basque descent means that there are not that many players worth 71 million pounds. Yeah. So do they just invest in their youth system? I guess so. Well, it seems to be working for them. It works very well. They have an incredible youth system. Uh, Andrew Herrera is a guy, a huge name that they sold to Manchester United. Fernando Llorente, they sold to Juventus back in the day for a lot of money at the time. Uh, They they always have guys. Iñaki Williams is probably the next guy that they're going to sell for a lot of money. Uh I don't know what they do with it. They throw it at Real Sociedad, their their Basque rival, and buy their best player. I, I, it's fascinating to me. I don't I don't have any more insight on that than you do. 
I just always ask the question, where does it go? <laughs> where does this money go? It's, they're saving it for a rainy day. Yes. <laughs> they, they've got plenty of cash saved up. Other business Chelsea did as part of the uh, Thibaut Courtois deal, they got Mateo Kovacic. Yes, that was today. Croatian midfielder on loan. They did. What are your thoughts about Chelsea taking a guy on loan without a buy clause at the end? Well, we were, we were talking about this a little before we started recording. Um, Chelsea is usually the club that does that. They are usually the one that sends out 20 guys on loan all over Europe. Right. Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Yes, Guys like course, that that yes. they think are going to be big for them, but yes. they don't have room. Franco De Santo many years ago, <laughs> who was the next big thing, um, who I saw in the International Champions Cup. Um, so it is a little different, but you know what? I'll take a player on loan from Real Madrid. This isn't like a guy from just any club. No, he's not a scrub. He was, yeah, exactly. he was in the Croatian World Cup squad. Yeah. And like any other midfielder in the world, he didn't get to play a lot because Rakitic and Modric were their midfielders. Yes. But he would come on at the end of games. He's, he did have an assist. I, I was reading mm-hmm. that, and I remember that from the World Cup. That, so. w- that was when they were dunking on yes. Argentina, and he he was in the box. He could have shot, and then yes. he passed it, the, and Rakitic took it. The just, description on his Wikipedia page was unselfishly yes. pass the ball. <laughs> <laughs> got an assist in the World Cup and a 3-0 or 4 uh win. So Yeah, so th- th- those are the big moves for Chelsea, right? Just Courtois out, Kepa in and he, and, and uh, Kovacic. Jorginho. Jorginho. Jorginho from Napoli. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. 50.4 really million uh pounds. Um in the top 10, right outside the top 10 for yeah. biggest transfers. So those were the three big moves. Um, all, all the big clubs got a Brazilian defensive midfielder. Yeah. So Fred to Manchester United, I believe. Yes. Um, Jorginho to Chelsea. Uh, uh, Fabinho uh, to Liverpool. And then um, Manchester City. Uh, Everton got re, re, re Richarlison, he's a, a winger. Okay. Th- well, Manchester City already has Fernandinho. So they didn't maybe didn't need another one, but anyway, that that's an interesting little quirk is that everyone was buying. Oh, Manchester Brazilian. City got uh, Manchester City got uh, Mares. Oh, Riyad Mares, yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yes. That's their that's their big move. Yes, uh, Liverpool did a lot of business, like you said, uh, Nabi Keita, which was done last season, uh, but came went into effect this summer. Uh, the sort of dynamic midfielder. Hopefully, he's a box to box. Both attacking and defensive midfielder got lots of red cards last year at RB Leipzig. <laughs> Literally, like I think he got three or four red cards. It was insane. Um, so that that's a big. So he's hope like for he's, Liverpool. he's your new Pepe. He's a walking. He's a little he's tiny a, guy. He's a red card waiting to. He's happen. like a five foot seven Pepe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then uh, they snatched up Jordan Shakiri for whatever his release clause was because uh, Stoke was relegated. So he had a clause of like if. Anybody who pays twelve million or something gets him. They get him. Liverpool got him. Who knows? That could work out. That could be a disaster. I mean, I don't think it'd be a disaster because they don't expect anything of him. Mm-hmm. If he comes off the bench and is a great attacking option off the bench, great. If not, I mean, in this market, twelve million is nothing. No, absolutely. Um, not. They the last deal that just got done uh, at the deadline, the last minute Liverpool sent Danny Ings to Southampton on loan with a buy clause next summer. So the Danny Ings experiment in Liverpool was two torn ACLs and lots of time on the bench. Unfortunately, 
but hopefully he'll be great at Southampton. Did we talk about Colombian star moving? Yeah, so I was going to get to Everton's. Okay. Because I think Everton had the most interesting window of all. So they secured the signature of Yeri Mina, the Colombian defender from Barcelona, who Barcelona bought in January for around 12 million euros, Mm -hmm. sold him by the summer for 30 million euros, not necessarily because of anything he did for Barcelona, but because he had a great World Cup and scored three goals. So great business, just a pure profit from Barcelona. Everton also did several things. They spent a ton of money on, what's his name, Richarlison, the winger. Mm -hmm. They also got Andre Gomez from Barcelona on loan, and they got Bernard, the attacking midfielder from Shakhtar Donetsk, who's been pretty good he's a good he's a very small player yeah but um and there's still talk as of at least this recording that kurt zuma yes and they did chelsea no, i think that did, did happen, did happen? okay so. that he could come on loan chelsea and, and french defender it's been solid for chelsea yeah he's a pretty good player so everton either did an incredible amount of business or they bought a bunch of guys who nobody else wanted and it'll be a disaster i it's really hard to know i i don't i don't what is your thought on those players some of them, I think, oh, that's awesome. Others, yeah. I think, well, why? I liked Zuma with Chelsea. Mina had a great World Cup. Anything that um, strengthens Everton's team in their um, Everton's team, Everton's team, um, I'm happy with because that means Liverpool makes it a little tougher on them. I mean, everyone plays everyone twice. I know, but those games mean so much more. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. No, I, I, and I'm not here just trashing to trash i think it's i think you are i think it's interesting this is like me making fun of spurs not signing well so yeah we'll talk about that real quick quickly after this (laughs) i I think mina is a really good piece of business i think he's a really good player Mm -hmm. i don't know anything about richarlison and that's an insane amount of money to have spent on a player i've never heard of and i know everything uh, (laughs) i know everything no i I just think that's crazy bernard could definitely be a good player Mm -hmm. um Andre Gomez, I don't know a lot about him. I know he's a Barcelona player, and I've heard good things about his potential. But it'll be interesting to see how, with the new manager, how Everton fits in a lot of new signings. With whatever system this guy plays, I don't really know much about mm-hmm. what's what the plan is. But they did a lot. They did probably more than anyone in this transfer window. They and did. you know who did more than... Spurs in this transfer window? Everyone. Literally everyone in the history of the Premier League. So this is this was a tweet that I saw, and we all know that tweets on the Twitter, especially ones regarding the transfer window, are always 100% factually correct. Yeah, you can, but bet, I, you can bet your life on it. But I feel like this was retweeted by a legitimate soccer writer. I don't remember who, but... It was legitimate. So we're gonna we're gonna say it's fact that for the first time since the transfer window um, you know, was put into effect as we know it today in we'll two thousand and three. The, the modern day transfer the modern window. day transfer window in two thousand and three. This is the first time a club has not signed anyone. So that's either super cocky from Spurs or super I, it, it head scratching. Ba- it baffles baffles the mind boggles the mind boggles the mind baffles i'm very the confused brain. by by that whole thing i think that spurs has a really good core but you can't not buy players at least somewhere on your team there's a position that you could have strengthened somewhere mm-hmm. yeah uh say harry kane goes down who's the backup striker maybe they have a guy that they trust but like there's got to be somewhere that you can 
strengthen, even just little deals here and there alone here. I just, it blows my mind from what I've heard. It's something to do with, they may not have the finances because of the new stadium and they're, I guess, confident in the team they have. Yeah. I just couldn't believe that. I, I didn't even realize that till recently. I was like, wait, I haven't heard anything that Spurs have done, but it's probably some under the radar yeah. guy somewhere. But no, nothing. That's so Spursy. That's so Spursy. I mean, they they've been making moves in the in the windows more recently. I mean, their, their team with Christian Eriksen and Youngman Son and all those guys, they mm-hmm. bought them at some point. It's not like they're developing everybody they have. Is Youngman Son going to be back? He doesn't have to go serve in the military. Um, yes, he will be back. Apparently, there's an Asian Games at the oh yeah, and he can t- some bring point that honor to well, yes, South Korea in the Asian Games. He'll bring them honor, and he won't okay. have to serve in the military. But that will mean that he won't be on Spurs for about a month, kind of like the way Afcon would take away yes. African players. They they fix that. They need to fix the Asian Games idea too. That's pretty ridiculous. So that's transfer window talk. We will know more about how these transfers fit into teams after the first weekend of the Premier League, which Super starts excited. this weekend. But Very excited. To whet your appetite as a both a soccer fan and a collector, we brought in Panini America's Corey Hollingsworth. So stay tuned for that interview right now. Now it's Iniesta. This is it. And we welcome in Panini brand manager, Corey Hollingsworth. Corey, do we have you? Hey, you do have me. Uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Have you uh, recovered fully from the national? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, it was obviously a, a busy four days in, uh, in Cleveland for us. And, um, you know, after getting back to the heart of Dallas, it's, uh, it's a little refreshing, but I think that we're, we're back on our feet. Okay, we had we had Brian there, and we we made sure he would go out on the floor searching for soccer related materials. I he, was. He found a few. What was your soccer related experience on the floor at the national? You, well, you know, it was uh, it was really interesting uh, just seeing the buzz of what was going on because obviously it's uh, at Cleveland this year. You know, I think that the consensus from from the Panini crew was just how heavy vintage was represented yeah. this year. It felt like it felt like more than at least last year at Chicago. Um, and, you know, maybe that's just a little bit of the dynamic of Cleveland. But, you know, I, I did, whenever I was walking the floor, I did try and go and, and seek out soccer. And, and uh, you know, every now and then you'd see something uh, from our products, obviously from the last few years. And then uh, we had one of our coworkers, actually, um, who was out seeking, um, like, the Kylian Mbappe rookie sticker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, which right now, everyone's talking about Mbappe. Everybody wants him and um, he went and whenever he saw anybody who had any stickers, or anything soccer, he asked about it. And he said, uh, he saw one glimpse of it. Somebody had made an, made a transaction there. So he saw it basically as it was going from one hand to another. And they had, um, a 9.5 graded oh, wow. sticker from Mbappe, the, the rookie sticker. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was his little holy grail that he was looking for there and he just missed it. Uh, so, and for me, you know, it, it was really good just to meet a lot of the people who have been breaking Panini products and, and big into the soccer uh, trading card industry as we've been, you know, growing over the last few years and getting a lot of times to um, just interface with them and, and chat about, you know, what's good, what we need to work on and uh, kind of 
how excited we are for the upcoming club season, of course. Do you have any idea what that Mbappe went for? Uh, I did not get that number. Uh, and from based on what I've seen, though, I don't think it went cheap because um, Mbappe is just on fire right now. Yeah. No. I, I, in in my in my travels around the floor, I, like you said, I I, I saw a, a whole lot of. There are only a handful of dealers who did have soccer, but I did see several dealers who had whole cases full of 2018 uh, Panini Prism World Cup. Um, there was one dealer who looked like he had, or he told me he had done a case and broke everything down by team. So I took a picture of the Peru team that mm-hmm. he wanted $25 for, and I was oh. taking it back, trying to convince some of our grading staff, the Peruvians in the grading room yeah. behind the, the curtain at Beckett, to go get it. Um, oh. So I don't know if they actually did. I showed it to them and told them where it was, but I don't think they ever actually went over there to get it. Um, I saw little. I didn't see any Mbappe. I, I would have liked to see that uh, rookie sticker as well, but um, you know, saw some the, the typical 80s pro set, English league boxes uh, that, that you kind of see and um, a few George Best, a few Pele. Um, but there was, like you said, a, a lot of Prism World Cup on the floor. And I did I did see a guy walking around in a uh, Pele Cosmos jersey. Wow, that's impressive. So, I mean, Maybe that was actually Pele. Yeah, no, I don't think it was Pele. <laughs> but, you know, there was a lot of – Yeah, there was a lot of soccer – jerseys on the floor there really were i saw Bayern munich i saw um there was a lot of um uh there was a george best manchester united um there was a lot of united yeah Uh, i saw didn't didn't see any uh any chelsea (laughs) i did not i did not yeah so you see you mentioned prism and we talked about that a lot this summer with the Premier League starting, what, tomorrow? Or I guess when people hear this, today. Yeah. Um, and then all the other right. leagues starting soon. What what is what are some of the upcoming Panini products? Well, I mean, you know, obviously this year has uh, has been such a heavy focus on the national teams because of the World Cup year. Uh, we felt like it would be kind of silly of us to, you know, usher in 2018 with a club product because, you know, while everybody was clearly on pins and needles waiting to see if Man City would um, – would fail at, you know, capturing the, the title, which they had already done, you know, by, by November 30th, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we were just, we were ready for the world cup and we knew that that's where all the eyes were going to be. And so our first three products this year were so very, um, uh, country centric. And I think that was a, a, a proper way to go, but obviously the world cup is over. France is the champions. Everything is good. And, and now we're ready to get focused on the, on the club. And so our release is coming out in the fourth quarter. Um, it's going to be late fourth quarter, kind of early uh, December is where we're looking at it right now. Uh, it's going to be about a 99% club product. So it's going to be clubs from all around the world, similar to what we've done in the past where, you know, you're going to have your focus on um, really the biggest clubs that, that, um, that we work with. So FC Barcelona, Real Madrid, Juventus, um, Bayern Munich, and a few others, obviously. We're looking at about 20 to 25 total clubs in the product. And um, it's going to be a brand new product. It's never hit. Um, it's never been an offering from us before. It's called Treble, and uh, and so Treble is something. You know, obviously, as soon as we said Treble, everyone said, "So it's no base, just Treble." Right? <laughs> obviously, that's the that's the running joke. But uh, you know, a Treble is something that every club team is seeking after when they start out their season. You know, it's it's the the concept of winning your national championship. Your, your, your league championship, your national championship, and then the Champions League. 
And so it's really the ambition of every club to try and win this treble. And it's only it's only happened a few times in history. But every team on the first game of the season, that's what they're going for. And since this is such a club-centric release, and we really wanted this to be a soccer release, you know, we wanted this to not be something that we're just picking up from another sport, something a brand idea that might have worked in another sport. Um, but we really want this to be true to soccer, true to collecting and that. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's going to be, uh, again, a very club-centric release. Um, and we're really excited about it because we're using, we're using some technology we've never done in soccer before. Like we're doing micro-etching here, uh, similar to what we did in the early days of Totally Certified. But really what it's going to be uh, is you're going to have a base set that's about 200 cards, and um, it's going to have full, uh, full-color photography. So, you know, it's not isolated like the rest of our releases were this year. It's going to be really vivid, really colorful. And then it's going to parallel down to um, to beautiful micro-etched patterns um, for each of the parallels. And I think all the par- parallels right now are numbered 75 or less. So um, there's going to be a ton of value in every pack, and um, we're really excited about it. Uh, and one of the big things that we're really doing with this is uh, this is the first year that we're going to be including rookie cards. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that people have been asking about, clamoring about for years, because the concept of the rookie is so foreign in soccer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The clubs barely even celebrate it. The leagues, you know, you don't you don't go to um, to the Premier League. Uh, you know, you don't go to Sky Sports. You don't go to whichever league, and they say, okay, the top rookies this year. It's just not really a thing. Um, it's not celebrated the way it is in the domestic sports. And um, we've got a set of 25 rookies that um, this is going to be the first card that they've ever had. Um, and it's going to be tagged as a, as a rookie card, part of the base set. So um, we are really excited about that. And um, it's going to be something that I think is going to be a really good get, a really good movement for the hobby and, and, and for the industry as well to, to establish this and move it forward. Can you uh, maybe pull back the curtain just a little bit on how you guys went about selecting who those rookies would be just because knowing the the club structure, you've got the youth players. Sometimes they might get a run out or two. How do you guys kind of determine who a rookie might be in soccer? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. Like we, we've had this discussion internally for, I would say at least three years um, because, you know, when, when we came out with 2014 uh, world cup prism, that was almost the, the rookie card of 300 players. You know, right, for right. a lot of players, they had never had anything before. And it seemed kind of silly for us to designate, oh, each one's a rookie, each one's a rookie, each one's a rookie. And um, But the market kind of picked up on that. And um, and we even saw that last year with Kylian Mbappe. Kylian Mbappe's first card, again, we talked about the sticker earlier, but his first card was, I, I want to say it was in Select last year. It was, yes. And <laughs> Yeah, and, and that card, it became something that every person who was opening Select, all they cared about was, Pulling that, I mean, there was a lot of great content in Select last year. It had on-card autographs for the first time. It had, you know, beautiful jersey autographs. It had all these great colors. And then everybody just wanted this, this Mbappe, just the Mbappe, just the Mbappe. And so we realized it was like, it's guys, it's time that we really determine this. Oh, go ahead. No, you don't. Oh, no, You're good. Coffee, You're good. Yeah. We, 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 as we started talking about it more, we're like, hey, we need to really uh, find a way to, to put this together. Because obviously with, you know, our other um, – partners in the industry and you know you know we're not producing premier league cards so it's like if they've had a premier league card before is it right for us to say you know somebody who's coming to um la liga for the first time has never had a card before should we tag it as a rookie it it seems a little disingenuous you know i think that um another brand had put zlatan as a rookie a couple years ago when he was 37 yeah 
And it's like, he's had cards before. It was a little <laughs> bit out there to say that. Yeah. Um, and, and so we wanted to do our due diligence. So we actually had been researching this for a while. We created a checklist that we were doing for travel. Um, and we put together, okay, what, what if we, and we, we started at little. We said, okay, what if there are 10 players that we can designate as rookies? Because, again, we would have to go through and make sure, you know, he hasn't had a card anywhere else. You know, we, we had to make sure that he is, since this is a club-centric product, we said, okay, has he ever had a, a country product before? Has he ever had a club product before? And for the 25 players in here, I want to say that none of them have had any cards before, period. Yeah. We, at least that are officially licensed cards. You know, if if they had something where they were a youth player and maybe it was part of our adrenaline trading game from five years ago, yeah. we took a look at that and it's like, okay, should we consider that a rookie card? Does it get considered a rookie card? You know, we, we've been researching this, like I said, for, for a while now. And um, But you're going to see players, for example, like Malcolm from FC Barcelona. He just came up, I want to say he's 18. He's played with them in preseason. He's going to be a big factor going forward for Barcelona. His rookie card is going to be in treble. Um, Vinicius Jr., who's uh, been a part of uh, the Real Madrid uh, system for years, is finally getting called up, and he's finally going to be playing. His rookie card is going to be in treble. Um, and then somebody like the uh, the player who just uh, transferred to Chelsea, Kepa, and again, Fleischer, we're gonna now, uh, we're gonna have to get the full pronunciation. No, we're going with Kepa. We're just gonna stick with that. Scott, I think has been been practicing. I, I have been practicing. Do you want to do you want to debut it here? I want to hear Brian first. I can't even begin to. Just give us a. Uh, I I can't. He's your player. I can't. I tried to even. I was I was looking to see if he had anything, and I was trying to search for you know, his, his cards, cards online. And I couldn't even, there's way too many letters in that last name. Arita Balaga. <laughs> Al, Arita. Ar, Arita Labaga. No, I'm just going to, I'm just going to nope. call him Kepa Courtois. <laughs> keeper. <laughs> Kepa the keeper. Kepa the keeper. <laughs> Kepa the keeper. Yes. Anyway, so he uh, would yeah. be considered a rookie. Is that what you're saying? Well, I mean, that's what we're looking at, you know, because obviously, like, for example, we didn't have rights with um, Athletic Bilbao, and I don't think that anybody else did, really, unless they had been playing in the Champions League. That's the only way that they would have been um, featured on a card. And so we you know, tried to take a look and see if um, if he had had cards before, and I think that we're still, look, we're still re- researching into that one. But if he hasn't, you would um, you might be able to see that he might have his first cards in, in treble. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Kepa Aritzi I think something like that. Wow, that, that's much better than I than I would get. You got to put the lisp on the Z. It's oh, dude. Arita La Baga. Yeah. Oh, okay. He made a video with Cesar Aspilicueta. 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 Yes. And, and says, "You learned my name. Now learn his." And then he <laughs> says, "It's pretty good." That's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I watched that earlier today, and you know. Uh, Learning Spanish in the States is a little bit different than learning Spanish in Spain. Especially yes, in the, especially uh, when you're dealing with Basque names, yes. because that's not even Spanish. <laughs> it's even more confusing. No. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, like, like I said, we, we had an initial list, I want to say, of, we, our, our, we, we played conservative at first, like, okay, let's, let's say if we can do 10, and then we, we got our 10, and we're like, okay, well, what if we got 15? What if we got 20? And uh, so we, we started to really seek it out and say, okay, the more we can add here, the more we can add value and really make this something that's going to sing and something that I think that the collectors are going to go for because I think the plan right now is them to fall about once a box of treble. And so, you know, potentially a second if, if, uh, if we can make things work. And so we want this to be a chase where, you know, that's when, you know, that's going to be a big hit, I think. 
you know, something where, you know, we obviously, we, we see the different sports and we see how rookie cards are perceived and the way that they're chased and the way that they um, are consumed. And, you know, for, for something like we'd love to see the way that the, free, the fever is for the first rate of rookies or for the young guns or for, you know, even an RPA uh, that we have in, in treasures and stuff like that. And so we want to really do our best to replicate that and create the rookie market here. Um, now, you know, things you have to consider is like, well, again, if, if the leagues don't celebrate it, do how, how do we go about it and how do we go about championing that cause? And um, so, yeah, we're, we're really excited about the, the developments there. Um, and I think that's going to be something that hopefully will help define treble and help move the soccer cards overall, uh, you know, throughout the industry uh, forward. Yeah, you guys. So, so Treble does. It sounds like a great product, and we haven't even discussed the great product that released on Friday at the National. Um, you guys, Panini released Panini Eminence on Friday, correct? Of the National, so uh, uh, just uh, just over a week Friday. ago. And the National, yes, yeah. and we 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 discussed it several times here on the podcast. Um, this was. Quite an expensive pod er, uh, product, and you were able to uh, take part in some case breaks, right, at the national. What can you tell us about Eminence? And, and also, if you could update us on, I, we assume ours have been lost in the yes. Mail, that's what I said. Or... I said I just needed like four or five cases. When yeah. I saw Corey at the so, national, I just need a few cases. So if you could send us that tracking number. <laughs> yeah, you know they, they told me that uh, that mine was coming too, and I'm still waiting to figure out. <laughs> mine is, so logistics uh, issues. You know, yeah, I did end up with a, with a piece of foam from the inside. That's about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was the, the parting gift. So uh, yeah, yeah. So Eminence was uh, was ten to twelve months of ridiculous um, hard labor, research, trying to figure out, uh, you know, how we execute something like this. Uh, we had seen obviously th- there's such a high demand for uh, for high end in soccer, and um, you know, with the World Cup this year, we we really wanted to to say, you know, look at this. We we, we know the history of World Cup. We know how synonymous Panini is globally with working with the FIFA World Cup, especially on the sticker side of things. And uh, so we came up with, uh, as we were talking with really everybody within the organization, it's like, well, what if we did Eminence? You know, what can we do to really blow this out of the water? And we started with a list, I'd say, a year ago of about a short list of I want to say 50 new signers uh, that had never, never signed with us before, some of whom had never signed, period, before. And um, it was, uh, <laughs> I would say that it was one of the most ridiculous endeavors that we've come up with. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, even little things that we take for granted, I would say, in domestic sports, like finding cut signatures, for example. Um, you know, cut signatures in soccer uh, you know, for some of the players who are some of the greats in, of the world. Like we, we had searched for a few players who didn't make the product uh, for over a year, and we still haven't found what we consider an, an authentic cut. Um, and even, you know, we, we worked with Beckett to um, to authenticate some of the cuts that we've purchased too. And, uh, you know, one of them was the Ferenc's Puskas one. Puskas is, was considered one of the greatest goal scorers, scorers of all time. Um, he played, I want to say, in the 50s and 60s for Hungary and maybe 60s and 70s. And um, there, there's a huge following in Eastern Europe, too, with soccer. And we, we have a lot of people who um, clamor for the Hungarian national team and, and the Romanian national team. And, um, so we knew that Puskas, for example, was going to be one of the guys we had to get a signature of. We found one, looked great, everything looked good, sent it in to get authenticated, came back wrong. 
ah. came back and said, I can't authenticate it. And this was, <laughs> no joke, really close to the packout. <laughs> we ended up having to go through a whole nother route. We found somebody who had um, a cut. We, made, we, we contacted them. We had to get it shipped to somewhere because it was over in Europe. We had to get it shipped to our, one, uh, a friend in Europe, basically. That person had to take it to get overnighted internationally to us. We brought it by hand over to the Beckett team. It got authenticated. <laughs> it got put into the card and made pack out. It was uh, a nervous couple of weeks with that uh, at the very least. But, but yeah, I mean, so obviously some of the biggest things that we have in eminence this year are first-time autographs. Um, we, we know that with, with soccer, what we've seen, you know, the first autographs of players are just such a really big get because with really only five to ten years of soccer trading cards, a lot of players who are heroes of these soccer collectors have never had an autograph, never had a card. And so, you know, one of our number one guys from, the, from day one was uh, Ronaldinho, and, um, as, as well as uh, Brazilian Ronaldo. And so we were, we were working down to the wire to get them. And uh, when we were able to get them to sign and, and got everything done, we were just ecstatic. Um, and so getting them in, I think, was one of our – I mean, really, we've been fight, we've been trying to get Ronaldo and Ronaldinho for about four years, um, and so I would say that was a labor of love. That it's nice to see that finally come to fruition. Um, but again, you know, certain players I've heard or I've heard just talking with people at the um, who've been breaking our product, like Dennis Bergkamp. He hasn't signed, I think, for 15 years, other than uh, for a Manchester United set. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a big get for us. Uh, Ian Rush has never signed before, I don't think. Um, Robert Pire, um, I don't think he's signed. If he's signed at all, it was very minimal, but it's the first time he had signed on card with us at the very least. Um, and even like legends like Paolo Rossi and um, Gordon Banks and Jeff Hurst, these these legends of um, of soccer, you know, th- those guys are part of the, the 1966 uh, English World Cup team. And so um, we really wanted the eminence to be a celebration of soccer from really it's about seven decades of soccer, really, when you think of it, because, um, you know, the cards of Pele in there and Pele was playing in the 50s. You've got um, players who played in the 50s, 60s, 70s, all the way up to current. And um, I, we were super proud of how it turned out. Um, you know, and I think that all of our nerves and all of our um, apprehensions were probably worn on our faces when. Uh, when one of our breakers was opening the first case at our booth on Friday, <laughs> I remember sitting down with them and like, you know, we have no idea what's in there. We have no idea what configuration is going to be. Uh, and uh, when the first case, you know, when you see the box of eminence, the, the case opens up and you get the first tray of cards and you're like, okay, what do I do with this? Do I read this card out first? What do I do here? Yeah. Um, and I remember when we saw the first, Trey, um, Nick Matevich, who's our um, our director here, um, he looked at it and he goes, okay, no, there's a monster down there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've talked about this before, but Eminence is 100% hand-packed. We, we built every single box. Um, and he looked at that first tray and he's like, okay, no, there's something great under there and I know what it is. I think I have an idea. Um, and, you know, because the first tray was all really good cards and, and everything in Eminence is, you know, number to 10, uh, any card that's an individual card is, is hand signed, is on card, um, all match worn with, ex- with the exception of Lionel Messi, um, and uh, so we know there's a ton of really premium content in there. We see the first tray, and we're like, okay, this is good. 
second tray opens up and everything's like, okay, that's really good. And then the third tray comes up and I want to say it was a one of one Cristiano Ronaldo or one of one Lionel Messi patch auto. Oh, wow. And, uh, and, and so as soon as we saw that and you saw the reaction, cause it, it drew a crowd of about 20 or 30 people at our booth who probably don't even know anything about our soccer cards. And they're just sitting there like, what is that thing? What is, what's in there? Why is everything in a case? Yeah. And, um, and I think that we had about five breaks that first day at the booth, four or five, and every single one exceeded our expectations and exceeded the, the expectations of the breakers. Um, and I, I even talked with one guy who's, who's purchased, I think, three cases on his own. Oh, wow. So, um, high roller. He's, you know, he's awesome. And he's like, I'm addicted. This is the, one of the best things I've ever seen. There's just so much value in there which is weird to say for something that retails as high as it does. Yeah. And because awesome. um, it's daunting. I mean, it, it really was. And it was so ambitious. And it took us a long time to where we were like, okay, we're really excited about this now. Um, so, yeah, it, kind of long story short, um, we were nervous for 10 months and we're very excited <laughs> about how it is now. Well, it, um, turned out, I mean, it, it turned out well. Yeah, that, that's awesome. I appreciate you like – pulling back the curtain on not only the creation of the product, but also the, uh, the nervousness. I mean, when you, when you build anything, when you put out anything where, you know, when publishing or whatever, the, there's nothing like watching someone open your product or read what you wrote or like, you know, consume the thing that you spent so much time on. So to see it from, from the, the card maker side is really, really interesting. And you know, it's funny because I, uh... I joined Panini in 2012, and um, one of the first meetings I sat in on, uh, I was on the basketball team, and one of the first meetings I sat in on was our brainstorming session for the first flawless, which at that time was ridiculous and daunting as it was. Yeah. And I, I remember when we finally packed out that first flawless, which was in the summer of 2013, it was that same reaction where it was just like, okay, there's, I put too much value in this box. <laughs> you know, we had to like, and, and there were a couple of them. I remember a few of them on Eminence where I was building. And I was like, oh my gosh, when I got down to the end of our, our little assembly line, I was like, wow, this is going to just, I, I want to see when whoever opens this, I want to see their face. Yeah. I, I did see one breaker over the weekend um, after that first round of, of, um, of breaks we saw. I walked, I was walking around the floor and I saw him and he looked at me with, this wide-eyed amazement he goes what have you done and i was like what do you mean he, and he walks over and he had the one-of-one ronaldinho oh wow um, and it was just this beautiful card i mean because ronaldinho has this big vibrant signature goes across almost the entire card and he goes he's like i don't he's like this case was stupid absolutely stupid and you know, <laughs> It was the perfect reaction because, I mean, that's what we want. Um, we know that obviously putting a product out this, at this price point is, like I said, daunting and ambitious and uh, even nerve-wracking. But seeing the reactions of the breakers and, and a lot of the, the end consumers, the buyers, it's been really positive and we're really excited about it. That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today, Corey, for pulling back the curtain and, and letting us on the inside of the operations of Panini. Uh, we look forward to talking to you uh, some other times. Of course, definitely. And uh, yeah, of course we look forward to, you know, uh, talking more and, you know, we always love just talking about the industry as a whole and then obviously just seeing soccer grow. So 
absolutely look forward to next time talking to you guys. Cool. Thanks, Thanks, Corey. And thanks again to Corey Hollingsworth from Panini America for that cool behind-the-scenes look at everything going on at the behemoth that is Panini America. They're taking over the world. And we're just along for the ride, I guess. We are. We're just sportsing along with them. <laughs> I didn't really have like a solid point after that, so I just thought I wanted so to see. So you just decided to stare at me. I wanted to see how you'd pick up on it. But no, seriously, once again, thanks thanks to Corey for that. And enjoy this weekend of Premier League games. I know I will be enjoying it. And we will catch up with you next week where we break down the games, maybe have a little bit more insight on the new transfers because we'll actually have seen them play. Until next time, I'm Scott. I'm Brian. Sports. Games. Happy!